0: All right, we're back after a long two hours back here in two days.
1: Well, the demand was high. Yeah. The first episode went out like gangbusters.
0: Yeah. And we... We gotta keep our fans. Yeah, we gotta satiate. Ninka days. fell asleep within forty seconds of starting to listen to it. So my
1: wife really wants to listen to it.
0: I know, I know. It scares me a little bit. It Scares me a little bit. Yeah. A little. We need to be very careful about what yeah. we say and how we say it. Yeah. So um, you were,
1: you were wonderful in Big Ben.
0: <laughs> um. All right, so... We're, we're gentle, but firm. I, I never get that from
1: anybody, so thank you. And um, speaking of love, we're now on set two of the questions. Are we? We did. We finished up with question number 12.
0: Did we? At the end of the podcast. If you could wake up tomorrow and gain any one quality or ability, what would it be? Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the fuck it was, but yeah. We said stuff. Your quality was to
1: like... Be excellent at a musical instrument.
0: Wow, that sounds so uninteresting. <laughs> wow, and, and, and not useful. I mean, I, why? Why would I have not chosen like, um, I don't know, a huge cock or um, a super ability like? At Spider-Man? the end
1: of that podcast, I thought it was the best idea I've ever. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> like that wore us down. Yeah, just it, talking about our, our audience. Yeah, must just be. Riveted. Yeah, they're just yeah. gonna be Blazing people who, who dislike the world. Yeah. To, to, <laughs> to get through yeah. that. Yeah. Instead of those people who whip their back for punishment, yeah. our podcast could be like the new punishment.
0: Yeah. For you can't unsubscribe every time you hit unsubscribe, set. you resubscribe and have to re-listen to all the episodes again.
1: Yes. You know, physical pain is such like that's oh such God. bullshit. Like yeah. mental pain is really what hurts. Yeah. yeah. And. Our podcast might have a use in the world.
0: For one well, can only hope. Mental well, self-flagellation. Yeah. Mental self-flagellation.
1: Maybe that's our podcast name.
0: MSF almost sounds like a thing. Yeah. Like a disease. MSF. Yeah, it does. The disease and the cure. It's like I know, I'm sure there
1: is an MSF disease. We just haven't googled it.
0: Masters of Science Foundation. Master of Scientology Foundation. Oh, that sounds a lot better. All right, so second set. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know?
1: Isn't it weird that it's a crystal ball? Like, imagine just if it was just testicles. <laughs> like, you just feel... Crystal like testicles. testicles. And then they would tell you your future.
0: That would be a really good scene. And I, I'm thinking like if they ever made a sequel to The Fifth Element, let's say call it The Sixth Element. You know, instead of having yeah. the woman, like a woman be this, you know, you could have okay. a guy with huge testicles. And that's, that's, that's the guy you kind of have to talk to the you testicles. To, yeah. I don't know how many viewers that would
1: be. yeah Yeah, that's probably why. They but it sounds very French.
0: Ball. I mean, he could curse the balls. Yeah. Um, so I don't like that question. I mean, I, I mean the truth about yourself, your life. I mean, I already know the truth about myself. I think
1: we're pretty um, self-aware.
0: Yeah, a little we're too self-aware, probably. Way too self-aware. Yeah.
1: Uh, especially what when. about I the see future? Other Would you want to
0: know anything about the future?
1: Oof! No, like whenever you read those science fiction stories, you really—I mean, obviously they have to tell some interesting stories, so it's generally something bad but it just seems really realistic where I would not want to know my future yeah plus we're so lazy that it's, we would just it, accept it it's it. only like, it's only be, gonna get, yeah, go go one just, place yeah, right? right I mean we're just yeah. gonna be hopefully at yeah not of, you know, that's kind of yeah but we have to ask it something anything else if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about anything else what would you want it to know? I would want to know if Stacey Santos thought I was cute in the fifth grade.
0: Do you think this question is... Me- I mean, okay, all right. I would Why? just pick something arbitrary like Stacey that. Stacey Santos?
1: Yeah, that's not... It just popped in my head... I would try to think of something that I was curious about at one yeah. point. Like what was the truth behind that? Yeah. And, and then ask the Christmas So you ball. wouldn't think of something. I can't think of you wouldn't
0: think that. of something more utilitarian, like the um it was a novel about I think um I guess it was it the astronauts wife, or it was it was something where the guy could basically travel in time. And uh he ended up just oh, kind like of traveling that. forward and basically looking up stock prices oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's not what he did full time but it was just kind right. of the side thing that was just yeah, like yeah oh, yeah yeah I would try to I, capitalize got, on that yeah. right, so would right. you like that's look at a do. lottery number and just yeah sell, yeah yeah I would look a future lottery number that sounds very number. uncreative but it sounds yeah. pretty practical it sounds like you
1: Mongo was trading at 100 bucks a week and a half ago now it's at 140
0: yeah that crystal ball told you that you could have bought some options you on Mongo
1: some that's exactly yeah I'd make some money off of this crystal ball yeah. How about you.
0: I I just told you that so that's probably what I would do, yeah. So what do you think you would do? I think I yeah. I, you know the stock price probably makes a lot more sense than lottery tickets cuz a lottery you got to deal with people. I mean, you know.
1: Uh Texas is a state where you don't have to Really? Yeah, declare that you won or not. You they don't tell they don't have to tell your name.
0: Oh, you just say anonymous. Yeah.
1: There's only like All right, three or four states. In, isn't that weird that I, Texas is one? I was, I'm always surprised when Texas is...
0: Is actually good at is, something? Yeah, like exactly. As, as a matter is it a small policy? group of states where like something makes, policy makes that, yeah. sense? Yeah. Is there something here? Let's move on to question 14. Is there something you have dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Oh, God. Ooh, Frenching. It's good stuff.
1: Um, I wonder if the audience heard my chair go
0: back on that one. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely heard something hit the table. Hmm. From underneath table. I mean, you should take this case. one first because
1: you are in a nostalgic time right now. Since you're oh, yeah. leaving the country you've lived in for a very long time, your children were born in, and, and you're probably thinking, "Oh, I should have done this and that." <clears throat>
0: You know, I I think I've told you this before, and I've, I've told my wife uh, this before, and it's always gotten a lot of laughs and jeering from her uh, in, in a supporting way that only spouses can do. But uh, I think I probably would have wanted a different career. Like I, think, I think, I don't know, something in theater. I mean, I actually think okay. that, yeah. You've told me that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would have been, I think I'm too much of a pussy. I mean, I think yeah, I have a hard yeah. time thinking of putting myself really at risk and I think I think like a life in the arts is basically you know yeah you're kind of putting yourself out there not just in terms of your art quote unquote but, but also supporting just supporting your family yeah <laughs> just supporting your family and being able to have you know two Big Macs a night right right um, yeah you,
1: gotta get just a, you missed the a wave pounder of I mean we're still in it though of just ISIS terrorists I mean you could be terrorist number three
0: easily you know I looked at um, in, in the course of packing and unpacking a lot of stuff to get ready for the move mm-hmm. I did find a lot of old pictures of myself and I definitely had a much more of a terroristic look especially in high I mean I've got pictures where well, I definitely could have been I, mean, yeah. I I had at least from a looks perspective I definitely yeah. had, had um, I had prospects if you but, but I think, your I beard think out,
1: out, you could be an old yeah. imam
0: yeah, I I think I've just gotten Imam Imam Yeah, I think I've just gotten to. You know, I look too you know Westernized I, Yeah, I look like a I mean Pete Sampras You know <laughs> I've just, just got I've got too much of a Western civilization softened me I don't I can't get radical anymore I mean back then these pictures of me I, I mean I look like I could just destroy the world. Uh, and I wasn't trying to look that way. I just naturally look that yeah. way, which I think you know Yeah. Um, I could have been in true lies. I mean, I could have been the start of my professional career.
1: I tried my doing something different with my professional career. Right? PI? When I moved to Austin. Yeah, exactly. I tried to do... Was that a real hey, thing, though? this is my time to do something different. Um, I always wanted to get, ride a motorcycle, so I got my motorcycle license. But then did you buy a motorcycle? No, see, exact. So I worked as a private investigator. Did you really, though? I went up to Dallas to go do a seminar... Background checks for two days. Well, I mean, I put in some effort.
0: You also did your certified financial planner training, which you then didn't put to use once you figured out that there was really no financial incentive to. No, I
1: absolutely put that to use in
0: my personal
1: life. Yeah. I used that quite a bit.
0: That's not why you did that, right?
1: Yeah, but Belen was diagnosed through that. And so.
0: But would you have done it? I would have finished
1: the last two courses, absolutely.
0: But would you have used it for a career change?
1: I would have had to explore a little more at Schwab because you needed experience. Mm -hmm. And so, especially when they did the um, kind of the SIPIP, and they had financial planners who would go over stuff. So when that stuff opened up, I think you already had to have your CFP. Mm -hmm. But at least I think that would have provided me a little bit of direction and maybe i would have looked based at the on paycheck. the people i've
0: talked to from schwab so far around 401k and the level of knowledge they have i think yeah. you could have been a pretty good cfp I, I
1: think it would have been okay yeah yeah i'd have to look at again so the for the um it goes back to our ambition the pi or lack thereof the lack thereof i would have had to work you need to put some fucking of nine work. to five Right, like also, so. I you needed also to pay, need to work.
0: You also need to put effort and creativity in. Which, yeah, I needed you know, it to
1: pay bills, and it was I was working for the PI for free to get experience. Um,
0: he, what were you doing for the PI? I mean, were you taking photos? And were there any? You know, were you like going after I guys? I went to his office to go talk
1: to him a couple of times, and
0: and did he? he was look, a little shady. Yeah.
1: So like the first thing that popped up was uh, oh, that's pretty the, good. Uh,
0: it was pretty shady, huh?
1: <laughs> the uh, shady. Shaky Lou is what I call them. Lou Aiken, Aiken What
0: was that HBO show that ran for three seasons that had Jason Schwartzman and um, Woody? Cheers. Uh, Woody, uh, not Cheers. Ted Danson. Ted in it. Yeah,
1: and um, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. That it was a pretty good. Wasn't there a PI angle to that? Or didn't he Absolutely. A PI? Yeah. he Became a PI. He was a failed writer who became a PI. That's pretty See, good. he was already failing in his career. I was middling success. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so that's the thing. It was just too. Yeah, I'd have to work again after working nine to five. I'd have to work again. Who the fuck does that? So, so would you be working nine to five though? I'd be working like ten to four. Yeah. But who would work after ten to four? I
0: don't know. I watched <laughs> that movie with Russell Crowe and. Um, I'm that joking. really, Most really people good work like
1: Eighty hour weeks.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I can't work like forty hour a week is just trying. But are they
0: me. really working?
1: No, but just even being around a work atmosphere for more than forty hours is stupid.
0: Yeah, who's the really handsome guy that's in La La Land? The really handsome guy. No, I know Actually, exactly that's my what wife. You're she knows. About. But he and Russell Crowe were in this movie, and yeah, they were working eighty hours a week. They seemed, to, but they seemed to be having fun. Yeah, that those could be you and I. I mean, right, a buddy comedy. I guess I'd have to be Russell Crowe. You're the more attractive one. You'd have to be.
1: You can't relate real life experiences to movies again, Parrish.
0: I can't, that's how I live my life. That's how I judge my life. I still have an answered question. I would to like the to be a ghostbuster. We're going
1: to go back to the three hour podcast. <laughs> um,
0: we just have to know that it, it may at some point stop Is recording. there
1: something that you've dreamed of for doing a long time? Why haven't you done it?
0: To so women I guess at the same stand-up,
1: time. stand up comedy. <laughs> I mean, we tried to write a screenplay for
0: one... Did we really try? Coffee morning. That wasn't really... (laughs) it. Although it was... I mean, it was a good... I mean, it had some really shitty bones. What was the...
1: the, Well... What was the
0: story? I mean, I think... uh, we have notes somewhere? I think... uh, The
1: story was they tried to rob a house. And then random people come up to the house... And like, ring the doorbell, and they, they awkwardly let him in, and and they can't rob the house because people keep on entering. So, like the first people who oh, wow, enter. Oh, sounds like a really
0: bad version of the ref. I think I, I think I said this when we we're actually discussing it. May I have you to, to Kevin, watch the ref again? Kevin Leary. So everyone comes in. Well, no, it's just, it's just a really annoying family. He's trying to do something, and he, yeah. he's trying to rob the place, but he still he can't because the family's so dysfunctional. Gotcha, gotcha. It's, yeah, but it's... Yeah. I thought we had some terrorism in there, too. Didn't we have a bunch of Middle Eastern well, guys? Well, the robbers
1: all had good backstories. Oh. And it was based off of your excellent premise where there's kind of a Larry David-ish terrorist who... <laughs> Gets mad, he, like he's gonna go blow himself up on an airplane. He's, he's a 9 11 terrorist, yeah. but um, when he buys his ticket, they wouldn't give him airline points <laughs> because he didn't buy it round trip, he just bought one way. Yeah. Of course, he doesn't need to use the points, he's just gonna go commit suicide. <laughs> Damn,
0: that was pretty. But he gets so angry, yeah, he just like, there's fuck a thing it. Yeah. and
1: he doesn't make it on the plane. Everyone else blows up, uh, he has to go to jail, but he gets out and you know, he's doesn't have much career options being a failed 9-11 terrorist so <laughs> <His house>. resume <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got like so, nine, nine months right.
0: training you know whatever
1: so but, that's a killer so 10 minute story can you imagine that interview
0: terrorists. like if you, if you had that guy's resume he's like tell me about like what was your biggest failure during that time <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn from it like, what what would you do differently
1: So that was a great, that was your idea. Yeah, that was actually, wow. That 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 was phenomenal. I still think that's one of the best ideas. Um, But we also had, because I think around that time in Austin, we had um, Church of Latter-day Saints, some Mormons going door to door. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we were going to have the Mormons come in. um, And then someone, because they're taking so long, someone takes a dump and they don't know, they can't flush it down the toilet. And they don't know if it has um, DNA uh-huh. in it to, to you know then they would be caught, obviously, so they have to call the plumber <laughs> to get rid of the evidence. So just more and more people are involved.
0: Yeah. We could also we didn't just, flesh that yeah, out very yeah, we well didn't, I mean I, w- I was just thinking in listening to you talk, we should probably have another writing session because now I'm just thinking that one of the you know one of the Mormon guys needs to be gay and get attracted to, to one of the robbers.
1: Could be. Yeah, we didn't. We there were, we had three robbers involved. Yeah. we didn't flesh out the characters of the other two, but one of them was kind of still like this stereotypical living with the mom, and yeah, and he talked to the mom quite a bit throughout the movie.
0: And that's like, a good one, follow. yeah, because
1: yeah. that's always good comedy. Yeah. Um,
0: wow, I, I, it sounds so. like it had some really unfleshed out bones yeah. there.
1: Yeah. So question fourteen. <laughs> Is there something you've dreamed about for doing a long time? Why haven't you done it?
0: Yeah, I guess Probably the kind of because you have these kind of conversations that uh, go off on a
1: tangent. I don't know. I guess the stand-up comedy. I've I've tried yeah. to, in my life, not have things outstanding, which I haven't done. Um, really, I do love to travel. You're really
0: good at checking shit off. I do I'm love I'm to travel. You haven't done the, the stand-up comedy. I
1: do love to travel. You know why I think I don't have the, because I appreciate good comedy so much. I don't want to be so terrible at it, yeah. so I'd want to really, really put in effort. And I, I don't—I I think, think that's I, the I've, wrong way to do it. I've got a you really good be idea perfect. for you. You got to go in real shitty, fifty million times, yeah, right. and just eventually be okay being in front of the you audience. You should do a stand-up up comedy
0: set about um, wanting to do stand-up comedy and just how shitty. Like something about this conversation, yeah. I feel like you could actually make it to a set yeah
1: yeah maybe. maybe maybe not I don't know
0: alright uh, maybe uh, a good time to move on to the ultimate question actually it's not the ultimate question it's roughly midway through number 15 what is the greatest accomplishment of your life I think we both know what we're gonna say here yep a podcast be a big bend that yeah actually I was gonna say my my children probably but
1: I was gonna say I your children too yeah because I'm the dad <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's really not much of an accomplishment. I mean, it's like a three-minute act. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of... It was an accomplishment to get... It's an accomplishment my ...good-looking life. girls to sleep with us. Yeah, that's true. I, I never thought that would happen. Yeah.
1: There was no... It was all consensual.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah.
1: So, Yeah, No. I mean, Yeah. You know what, though, is second...
0: Um, <laughs> it doesn't ask you that it doesn't ask you what your second greatest accomplishment
1: yeah but accomplishment? we need to be open with each other and this is supposed to be intimate um, it's intimate enough as it is uh, my siblings and I we did an intervention for my dad because he had a problem drinking and wow. that was difficult and was a huge success and it changed his life and that was a it's huge amazing accomplishment yeah wow mm-hmm So that that's up there, accomplishment wise, because the kids thing kinda that's you know, that's kind of what you do when you get married for a lot of people. That that one took effort.
0: Yeah. That took concerted thoughtful effort. Right, right, exactly. And it was scary and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um number sixteen, what do you value most in a friendship?
0: All right, my second greatest accomplishment. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, 15. yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go back. Um, so when I moved to Germany, I remember I'd come back and I was visiting home after eighteen months, which at the time was like I love not being home, you know. And and this was back in the day where um, it would cost me, um, you know. A dollar and a half per minute to talk with home. So like it was, I had very short conversations. Yeah. Somewhat regular conversations, but really, usually very short. Right. 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 Um, you just kind of did the basics, like yeah, what, what's the yeah, and uh, you could hear in the background, like it would every time, like it, it like it used ten phoenix, which was, were, know, like, yeah, 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 hear yeah. This, like, keek, yeah. It just it would just kind of give this little <laughs> tone, just like you know, like it was counting. Right. Um and, um, in fact, that's why I had we got you got my great swatch phone that I told you about that had both that's it it's kind of a two phones in one uh, and
1: so that would bill your phone like you'd pay the phone bill at the end of the yeah, month
0: or did you, yeah, no, I mean, you had to. okay that no, was my landline <laughs> I mean we, there was no other there was nothing yeah else no
1: line. no when, when I was in Ireland we had to go out to a phone put in money to oh I had that as well when, I, when, I, when, I, learned, when I lived in the like dorm yeah, when yeah I lived yeah, in the yeah, dorm there was like a central phone that I had to use but this was I actually had my own phone gotcha
0: gotcha um What's their point to this? Yeah, my second, second grade, greatest. Yeah. You know. But when I visited, one of my dad's friends said, you know, what you're doing is so amazing. You're... Uh, you really... You know, you went to Germany. You don't really know the language. You, you mm-hmm. did all this stuff. And I, at the time, I was just like... And I agreed with him. I actually disagreed with him because I was like, I don't really think that's all that special. I mean, I... Yeah. My dad's giving me money. I'm headed over there. I'm learning the language. It's like there there isn't... Right. I'm just following kind of a prescribed course. Yeah. And, um, but I think around several, two years in, I really was disliking my education and just really felt like I was kind of headed towards, like I was passing my courses, but I really yeah. didn't feel like I was learning anything. Yeah. And, um, I had a friend of mine over, incidentally, the guy that I did the company with who's still doing the company. Okay. And he was there for like three or four days in this little town I was in and we were both very drunk one night and uh, I remember distinctly because he it had snowed everywhere and it was very slippery and he tried to like jump over a, a bank <laughs> and he just like basically lifted himself over and fell on his ass and just slid down the street. We were both so drunk we you know, yeah. just thought it was very funny. Very bad bruising later on. Um But we we kinda had a conversation where he was just like, You need to like get the fuck out of here. Like this is this is a seriously depressing place. <laughs> and <laughs> at the time I was like, I think you're right, I need to get the fuck out of here. So I spent two to three months where I was just like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And this was pre-internet, pre-everything, and I just every day, like for two hours or three hours, I would do research on how to get to the US. And um Like basically I was going to class and then I would do my class stuff and I would spend an hour or two just doing just research on how to get to the United States and here I am 25 years later
1: you chose the United States because it has this across the planet like this is a place where you can go and achieve greatness yeah You, you can yeah
0: yeah and um, I really,
1: I had honestly I had no, no idea. Way I'd I, end up here if I wasn't
0: born here. Man. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> See, I, you like, say that you don't have ambition, but I think you do on things. No, no, like, I think when I have
0: fear, I get ambition. Yeah. It's more, more like a survival instinct yeah, than yeah, anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when pushed to the extreme, I'm just yeah. like, fuck, I, you know. Right, right, right.
1: What town? I thought you were in Berlin. I just assumed I you were in Berlin.
0: Oh, no. I, I was in a little town called Passau, which is on the Austrian border. 50,000 people. Wow. Two hours out of Munich. It's a good little town. It's one of these yeah, things yeah, where yeah. I feel like now, if I lived in that town, yeah, yeah, I'd be perfectly yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, right. It was. What's well, yeah, funny, like, we're looking at little towns in the and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I could live in Cedar Park and probably be happy and Austin. No. I don't, you I, couldn't, I don't no. do
1: much. I mean, I really... No. No.
0: Cedar Park. It's the people around you too. Yeah, maybe. But anyway. Um, All right. That's my second greatest accomplishment It's actually getting... To the US. That is a big one. Because you... Yeah, that and was something that you were... Building a life. I don't know. Yeah. That's a huge I'm not going to go into my third greatest accomplishment, which was selling uh, t-shirts. Those
1: bump... that That's ahead of the families. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. So... Um, what do you value most in a friendship?
1: So, my third greatest accomplishment... <laughs> <laughs> um, in a friendship? Um, yeah, I think support... Yeah? Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Not big dicks.
1: No. That's not friendship. It's that's, love. That's just, yeah, like, internet chat rooms and then you meet somewhere.
0: Yeah. IRC. Yeah. Right. Um, what do I value most in friendship? I think it's probably you know just I I think it's the ability to listen and just have have a thoughtful conversation I think
1: because your wife doesn't give you that
0: I'd say I didn't have a friendship with my wife I have a friendship with my wife
1: I was just trying to get you in trouble in case Niko listened this far yeah
0: yeah what is your most treasured memory number seventeen This is like if you'd been in a cell, an isolation cell for three years, you'd be able to answer this question because you would remember everything. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Um, I think my most treasured memory is, um, so we were in the hospital. This was during, uh, for the audience, Um, my daughter had leukemia at the time and things went south and she had damaged lungs. There was an infection in her lungs. We were supposed to go in just for, I think, a three or four day stint of doing chemo, and we ended up staying there for 11 straight months. She was in the ICU. Um, This is when things were on the upswing. We had moved to the IMC, but uh, in a hospital, like, time is just really weird. Um, Because, you know, there's night shift nurses who are in your room. There's no privacy. It's just really weird time-wise sometimes. It's just not a natural, regular cyclical wake-up-sleep cycle. Um, Also, with some of the medications and stuff, Belen is not sleeping at a normal cycle either. And she got a pattern where she would wake up um, like around 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. uh, And then we'd fall back to sleep. And at that time, um, there would be two TV shows like on National Geographic or something like that Wildcat Safari and then like this monkey program. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> Leah would be sleeping, and every day we would watch those two programs. Um, and since it was, it was still, like an hour, was yeah, it, it was an hour. hour. Okay. It was still dark hour in programs. our room. Um, I created little cutouts of animals and we would do shadow puppets. Uh-huh. And so we would do that during the hour as well. And it was such a weird I, thing I, I... because it was, it was kind of like, it was like a consistent yeah. kind of thing. Like that was one yeah. of our time spent together um, yeah. as a father daughter. And it was normal, but in the same time, completely yeah. abnormal. So weird. Um, that's probably my fondest memory.
0: Wow. i know, I, mean, I can't go to. I don't have anything to compete with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's not. A, it's not a complete comp- thing. A whole competition. I've but got a my lot of ambition, fourth ability.
1: greatest accomplishment is <laughs> better than your. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's probably my most treasured memory. And again, we were kind of talking about how for most of that stuff. Yeah. I completely have no recollection right. of a lot of that. Right. Eleven months. I just don't know right. how I woke up every morning and went to bed every night in a hospital. Like, I just don't remember any of that stuff. Right. But I, I remember some horrible, horrible things that I just don't think yeah. I could ever get out. And then some yeah. of these type of treasured memories. and right. I think because of the the comparison or the... Uh, yeah. You know, like, between the horribleness that, that this makes it even even more treasured in my memory.
0: Right, right. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's such an intense time in yeah just just in terms of I think what you're experiencing that I mean it sounds like an awesome memory even if you didn't have all the stuff surrounding you but yeah um that that amplifies it for sure. Um
1: oh crap I just saw question (laughs) eighteen
0: which is what is your most terrible memory. Yeah I think um my most treasured memory yeah I'll have have another Brett is going to go get a beer, just to let everybody out there know, the millions listening. My most treasured memory now it's getting intimate well they're, I feel like they're they're different ones um, I think if I think about my more more recent stuff it's yeah. it's really kind of a, I think about about the kids right. um, and um, especially i think um, you know the births i think i don't yeah. know have kind of a Stick with me, and especially I think cons, just because it took. It was the first. It took, it took yeah, it was the first, and it took 48 hours. And oh. I think it It just kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so unique, and I think we just didn't know what we were doing. But it's, it, it, I think that ambiguity and that kind of concern just over the time um, makes it, makes it treasured for, certain, for sure. Um, Did you
1: find out the sex?
0: Yeah. He's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh I think if I think longer back I th- I feel like um so this is maybe going back to like the acting thing and I think that's yeah. one of the reasons like it, it stuck with me as a like alternative career is I was in high school drama and I remember we did a Tom Stoppard like, my the first play that I did was a Tom Stoppard play and Tom Stoppard's a British writer um Very well known. Um, has a lot of lot of different ones that are actually far better known. But there's, um, there's a play that he had that was fairly new, called Hapgood, and it was it was basically about it's basically a detective story, along with it was was like a spy story, but it had it used a lot of sort of the language of physics and quantum mechanics to to kind of move its plot along. Okay, it's very like and as a high school student who wasn't very good at physics and, and many many other things like I, I had a I'm not sure I got it when I read it. Okay. And uh, we had like three performances and in each of the performances like the first two performances something didn't quite work. Like you, you, like you we did it but it, it also just it just didn't feel like... It always felt like something was off, even though we'd been, like, rehearsing for a while. Okay. And on the third night, my parents were there as well. And uh, for some reason, like, everything went... Like, in everything from the audience to, like... Everything just seemed to fit. And there was just such a... Flow to just the whole thing where it just... It felt almost like an out-of-body experience. Um, to where... I don't even like it it just like afterwards everybody's like holy shit like we 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 just sort of nailed it like everything just flow like every you know because there's also like other technical stuff like strobe light. like everything just worked and it was Mm -hmm. kind of weird i don't know it it, it, that's kind of stayed with me but um
1: so going back to theater like i worked with someone in boston who did community theater and that's kind of like a punchline for a lot of yeah, stuff, community theater. But I mean he loved it and it seemed interesting. Um, and he had different characters that yeah. that I mean, it just seemed like something that I guess with three kids that is still still a stretch to find time. But like Well that's uh, the thing, I
0: think it's it's a lack of ambition, honestly. It's like it's it's a little I feel I feel like it's a little like volunteering. Like it sounds good, good toe, in theory, and it's just toe into you, it. Huh?
1: Like once you get hooked, do you think you could get hooked like
0: Maybe. I don't know.
1: Like I know you said I didn't put too much effort into the PI thing. But I mean I did. No, you. you, I I, I did enough where I think if it was
0: going to work, this is awesome, I'm going to
1: spend time on it type of thing. Right, right. Like it was more just desk jobs kind of suck. Right. PI sounds better. I've never had that. Oh man, this is really something that's supremely interesting.
0: But maybe that's a little bit like the, with the PI thing. It's just like anything else, like stand-up comedy. Like you, yeah. Guess what? You know, like you're you're not gonna be James Bond on the first fourteen things that you get. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Russell no, Crowe even... <laughs> in that movie. You know. It took no, a No, no, no.
1: I didn't even get... have that. I was just like, is this gonna be minorly interested more than my boring life? Yeah. And two is there any way I could support myself in the meantime with what my financial goals were that were also important to me? And it just didn't hit those two things. So it wasn't a, I'm trying to be a perfect PI. Yeah. I I didn't have any delusions of grandeur. It was pretty much just, is this more interesting than being in a cube? And it wasn't. I mean, no, it wasn't. But did you give it enough time?
0: I mean... could you have found somebody less see, shady or I, more shady i
1: didn't because of the second one i didn't see really a good financial payout for it so it was it was more interesting than a cute job but
0: no it wasn't well, russell crossing me a lot of movies <laughs> but okay um what is your most terrible memory yeah i, have a I mean pre- that was, a, I have that a pre- was an idea. easy one for me. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's an easy one uh-huh yeah um, um
1: Weirdly, there's different parts of terrible memories through that whole whole thing. But, I bet, I bet. Know, but probably just the initial diagnosis. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I'm just trying to think. I mean, I think probably more recent stuff... Probably say the, probably the fallout with my sister has just been kind of a gut punch, but yeah, um, I don't think you know.
1: No, I mean I, that's, I've had that's a pretty I've guys. had
0: a pretty happy-go-lucky life. Honestly, yeah. I really just don't have. I mean, when I think of all the terrible shit that people go through, like when I think of what you went through, like there, there's truly truly terrible shit out there. So it's yeah, I, 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 like that. but that's I think it's 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 almost always the. Seems to be almost always the emotional stuff, you know. It's the psychic, mental stuff that always seems to. Um, it's your reaction to it. Yeah. Um. All right. If you knew that in one year you would die, uh, this is just a bad question. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living? Of course. I would definitely eat a shitload more junk food. Oh yeah. I would totally be binging a lot more Netflix. I I would not go to a job. I mean, Uh, this is like office space, right? Yeah. I'd fucking buy awesome life insurance.
1: (laughs) Get those people over. And then quit my goddamn job. And just go travel and hang out with my family and do whatever I wanted. I I mean, that is just... Who wouldn't change their life? Yeah. Would there be anyone who wouldn't?
0: is 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 that a huge change, though? Would you be looking for something more? Would you be like... No. No.
1: It'd be, I mean, the big change would be not what working if, and then ha- having the rip off the What if you had a brain tumor like it. John
0: Travolta in Phenomenon and they gave you these weird powers? Would you do I something know. about it or would you just be hanging out with your, with your family? I,
1: that's not the movie where he danced <laughs> in the Texas dance hall, is it? That's Probably, Michael, I think. He no. Wings in that one.
0: Oh, was he an angel in Michael? Yeah. I never watched that movie.
1: I never watched Phenomenon.
0: it's got Kyra sedgwick in it it's it's uh, it's not as bad i think it's kira is it kira it's definitely let's ask kevin bacon um
1: so what what he doesn't change his life
0: no he he does he just but i I don't i think it's the tumor yeah it's not a tumor um yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about the life insurance thing. I guess I'd definitely do the life insurance. Yeah, thing. that way... Fuck, you're set. Yeah, you're, your family's
1: completely set. In fact, they'll be super, super ass wealthy.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: would, how much life insurance would you take out? Oh my God, as much as anyone could give me. It's
0: <laughs> Like ten. Yeah, more.
1: like enough that I could still yeah. cash out my retirement and travel the world and yeah. spend crazy amounts in one year. Make sure you can make those premium it. payments though. <laughs> yeah. Only, only for a year.
0: Only for a year, yeah.
1: It um, would be so it's pissed. Tax free. I mean. Oh, I know. Like it's that's just. Yeah. I almost kind of want that to happen. <laughs> like to fuck those people over. I hate insurance companies.
0: Yeah, they're the best. Uh, they're the best. Um What does friendship mean to you? Fucking didn't we go through this already? What do you value most in friendship? What does
1: friendship mean to you? Yeah. This is terrible. i I refuse to answer question twenty on the grounds right. that we discussed it's friendship answered, earlier. Yeah. It means that we can skip question twenty, which it yep. means to me. What roles do love and
0: affection play in your life? Well, affection Affection not much of a role. Not much of a role. <laughs> if you're saying the affection is slowly gone. <laughs> yeah.
1: What, what, what
0: happens in the in the life cycle for a relationship? You think? What do you mean? What happens? What happens to affection? It's just it's it's the <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Hi Igor. I was
1: like, oh my gosh. I think that in. was the answer to your
0: question. Yeah, what role does affection <laughs> play in your life? Not a whole lot. <laughs> when my wife comes limping into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um, oh my god I love you baby I love you too baby oh. yeah, they that was play, just for show right? you know.
1: they play big roles I mean what is that the, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer this one um,
0: do, do you think they play a bigger stay? role now than they did earlier no it's just the, the different aspects do you think aspects. they play less of a role
1: no. you think you have more love earlier in your life than you have later in your life? You might.
0: Yeah. Unless you have a falling out with everybody you love. And <laughs> you can have less love no, and affection No, because it's
1: just different. Like, you love your parents. You more love if you give me a fourth baby, baby.
0: Wow. Fourth and baby. In order to do that, there would be some affection. <laughs> Minimal amount of affection you needed. <laughs> I'm not really sure much affection is needed there, actually, but...
1: No, that might just be, uh, like, a task. An affectionless task. Yeah. Um, No, because you love your parents unconditionally as kids. I mean... Do you? For the most part, (laughs) yeah. And then you're like, I hate you, and I'm going to run away. Right. And then five minutes later, you love them again. And then you... Did you ever go run through Have you ever run your teen years and then you'll just randomly love someone like you think it's the end of the world if you break yeah. up?
0: Yeah. Um. did that ever happen to you? What? You loved someone where you thought it was gonna be the end of the world if you broke up?
1: I was yeah, I was really
0: Stacy Watson. Think... <laughs> no. Stacy Santos. Ooh.
1: This was the one Hopefully that I, the one to, the one not the I to cried this. when we broke up. This was like in middle school or something like that. Oh wow. Yeah. I really liked her. So yeah. I mean I, I cried for, during the
0: Captain Marvel trailer, so it really I, I think crying is really not a big I kinda went barometer for me for the,
1: You know, I used to not cry a lot. That's one of the weird things that's changed since Boleyn was diagnosed. I will cry at human interest stories. I'll cry at commercials. I'll cry at anything. And also, I've when we were in the cried. hospital, we would watch... This was back when we binge watched by going and renting the DVDs and watching like mm-hmm. season or episodes one, two, three on one DVD and popping mm-hmm. in the next one. But we watched Friday Night Lights oh, wow. during that first stint in the hospital. Well, Which is sounds, just an emo- yeah. emotional wreck. So so yeah, I think that, <laughs> everything combined, that sounds has helpful. just ruined me for the rest of life and yeah. crime. But no, before I was never a crier. Wow.
0: I've always been a crier. I remember when I was I five, my uh, my dad took me to see The Champ with Rick Schroeder. Remember that? <laughs> no. With The Champion. I don't know. I don't remember the name of the movie. But um, every so often, my dad would take me to the movies in, in yeah, Ankara, like that's what they...
1: That's what we well, went I mean, to go
0: see. You didn't really have much choice. I mean, this is the 70s in a country that has one black and I white know channel. Schroeder could be exported out of America, even on film. You know, that was, I think, uh, I don't know if that was Oscar nominated, but it was definitely very, very, it was a tearjerker.
1: You know, any boxing movie gets Oscar nominated.
0: Think about Not Rocky IV. Cinderella Man, Rocky. Rocky IV didn't. Neither did Rocky Three. Rocky three totally should have gotten nominated for best I, music. Yeah. Um, you hearing this academy? Posthumous.
1: Paul Newman had a boxing one that was an Oscar might
0: nominated. Have. Yeah. Clint Eastwood had you know Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby Oscar yeah.
1: nominated. Actually, that might have won the Oscar. It right? might have. Yeah. No, you put boxing in something.
0: Well or... yeah, boxing, boxing seems to have yeah. real human interest. Maybe it's just the act of...
1: I could have been a contender that
0: was on
1: the waterfront. Not boxing scenes, but based on a boxer life. Yeah. Marlon Brandon. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. What's the point here? The point is, I, I, I used to be a crier. I, and I still am. And I, and I get... I mean, it's... Um, I was reading this book. Um, I think it really kind of got to the. I'm trying to think of when this happened. Hey, Nika, did did I cry at the Little Red Tractor book with Khan or with um, with the Okay. <laughs> We're just not getting a lot of sleep. The first four months of right, her life. Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think we went to. I think we went to the pediatrician, and there's like this. Little Red Tractor books that Khan is really into. And that, and I bought some from the UK. And it was about how one of the characters who, who's just all about just buying new shit. And these are all Claymation type characters. So just so, you know, it's just very. Well,
1: it was a picture of the Claymation on the book. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're taking right. photos. Right, right, it's right, like right. a 10 page
0: book where yeah. he yeah. wants to sell Big Blue, model number 500 tractor for Model 501. I mean, 501. I mean, 501 is an iconic number. I'd definitely sell 500. Mm-hmm. But of course, all of the people in the book are like, how can you sell Big Blue? Yeah. That's just not... And For some reason, like I just, like the waterworks, I was just reading this thing, and I'm just like, I don't know what the hell is happening, but I cannot hold it together. Um, and that was when I think my mother-in-law was like, you guys really need to get some sleep. Although I think I'm just generally susceptible to crying okay. at uh, a lot, like a lot of th- yeah. a lot of things seem to trigger me. I, mean, I try to kind of keep it concealed most
1: of the time. Four straight months. Pretty much. Huh. You guys did sleep for four straight months, pretty much. How did Khan sleep during that time?
0: I have no idea. No, I mean we slept. It was. It was very. Yeah, it was an interesting time. Back when I worked for Charles Schwab, I actually was, I traveled one week at that point and Ninka, I mean, it looked, it felt like a, um, um, it felt like a horror movie scene where she calls me Uh and she just looked and I I was at dinner with my then boss. I was like, I gotta take this and I go outside and it's FaceTime and she's just like, her eyes are bulging and she's just like they're red and she's crying she's like I can't do this anymore Ah." and anyway it's kind of a a little bit of a Jack Nicholson The Shining type thing where I'm like wow
1: what did you what can you do in that situation?
0: you can't do much Did you? our our friend was here no I was in San Francisco I, I couldn't go home our friend Alex was here and she was just like she just took the phone and she's like this is gonna be fine, and then hung up on me.
1: Oh well, that's that worked. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I need to feel a little better. Yeah. Wow. Um, love and affection. No, I mean that's they play. Yeah. Everything.
0: Alternate sharing is something you consider positive characteristics of your partner. Share a total of one item. It actually says five items, but it five I'm not pages. really sure we can come up with five. I can't think of five for A you. F-
1: you can't think of five for me? I mean, Just it... repeat what I say is positive about you. Okay, yeah, you start. So I'll start first. You look good for being so old. Yeah, I
0: can't repeat that. Because you really don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See what
0: I did to you there? Yeah, yeah. It's good. Oh, well, it's my turn now. Yeah. You have a simultaneous low propensity for bullshit and a sarcasm meter that is just, I find, um, very appealing and just works with my sense of humor and and my sense of life in general. So,
1: oh, that's that's very nice. I
0: like that. Thanks. Like four things right there. So that was kind of four <laughs>
1: things. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, the low. You, well, it's a combination of two things. If if we get to the point where we need to combine them, we can do so.
0: I can do five, man. I'll. <clears throat> it's. Um, you're a cute ass, big dick. I mean, it's just <laughs> like that's two right there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, we've traveled together to Big Ben, which just that one trip has. Uh, the humor from that has has lasted years. So you're a great traveler, which I really? hold in high esteem because you're willing to do new things. Really? Yeah.
0: I really don't think I am. You you are. I, I didn't go to the um, Vantage Bar tonight. <laughs> to watch. But it. you
1: no no you didn't. That's, no. That, that's that's.
0: Yeah. I failed.
1: Yeah. No, that's not not a big deal. Um, you're interested in learning. Um, which is part, well, a good part of, of I like, why I like to travel. Um, you're very funny, which is a good part. You're just of, not
0: only really alternating, you just, you're just going through the, you're doing the whole five, all right, I like this.
1: Yeah, well, cause it's all in the context of that, of, of, of traveling. Okay, all right. Like, yeah. you know, experiencing yeah. something new and traveling somewhere. Yeah. Which I, which I always look for our whole high esteem for people who I can travel with because that's one of the things I enjoy doing. But you're right. So I'm just going to stick with, I had like three there. All right. Plus you look good for being so old. So four.
0: Wow. So you're counting those as three. All right. Yeah, yeah. I've given you four All right. total. Um. All right.
1: I got, I got my fifth too.
0: I think you have an ability to distill and focus on what's really important in life. Like You just don't have... You seem really very good at... And maybe it's... I think you've always had it, but I, I think, you know, probably life experiences in the last eight, nine ten years have have added to that with uh-huh. you know just um, what you guys have gone through but but I I think you've always had kind of that um, ability which I think in, in the which I have a tough time with because I, I think I, I I'm easily distracted and I think I can spend a lot of time on a lot of unimportant things I think you have uh, I think you have an ability to to focus on what's important. Um and, and like even if you spend things on things uh, like let's say if you said, Hey, you know, I, I spend a lot of time watching movies, like you're the kind of guy that'll go look up like the AFI one hundred and you'll you'll go through like you'll literally go through the AFI one hundred. Which is cool. I think that's, you know, I mean it's not like me watching Airwolf for the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, John it, Michael, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So. All right. Um, so I guess my fifth one would be. Sure, um, yeah. So one of the things I think you make me do, you're not an intellectual in the annoying sense of an intellectual it's too bad but you're an intellectual in the way that you think learning about things improves your life which it does um i'm not necessarily like that definitely my wife isn't like that she you know a little more into like a a People Magazine rather than an Atlantic. I love that about her. Us, right, right, us weekly, <laughs> which is great. But I think one of the positive characteristics about you is that when I talk to you, you make me think about broader topics and some kind of deeper intellectual
0: um, topics that I, that I generally won't won't myself. Well, thank you. I think I'll pivot on what you said because I think one, one thing I really admire about you is, especially when we're having conversations about that, in fact, I, I think I, there are aspects of which are not always successful, but I do sometimes proactively think about how to model, I think, the way that you mentally approach certain problems because I think you're really good at, I think, getting others to articulate more clearly what their position is. Which I think is a real skill, um, and I think it makes for. I think I have a, I think I and probably a lot of people have a tendency to, regurgitate, and, and regurgitate doesn't have to be negative. I mean, it could be, it could be expounding on something you've thought a lot about, but it's really you're making a statement, pos- a position, like a, a statement position, a position statement, and I think what I like about it when I think when I talk to you is you like you have much more of a Socratic method in terms of trying to either understand things or you may even, I think a lot of times you you have a view or point of view, but you're trying to get somebody else to clarify their point of view so that you can see how it either is in harmony with yours or where it's not, you can kind of poke further to try to get to a point of understanding or, or if there's disagreement to really figure out where the disagreement is. Yeah. I think that's a really valuable skill and I think it makes for, um, and I think you kind of do it in a really positive way. I, I feel like if I try, sometimes when I try to do that, it comes across as, you know, I, I'm trying to kind of, uh, I'm asking the question because I think your position is crap. <laughs> right. Um, right. Whereas I think the way that you ask it is you, you, you sound genuinely interested in kind of how they got there and that usually allows people to be much more open and also probably much more open to um rethinking their position and if they're if they're if they seem like they when well, they do really try to articulate the reason behind it but they can't yeah um
1: so i i i, agree. I think i kind of have that skill you do i yeah you what do. like what occupation should i have what is that what's that
0: I mean I think that's that skill is that skill, that is, the best that skill is widely applicable in a lot of different places I mean I think it's um I think you could be a negotiator I mean I so said that could be like in corporate vendor management yeah. <laughs> no just kidding um <laughs> But no, like, like, yeah. so, so, social policy, like, if you're trying to do, if you're, if, you know, let's say, um, you know, who makes policy these days usually is a think tank or consultancy or, Ugh. um, sort of, uh, that kind of stuff. I think, um, I actually think you'd be a great manager if you ever, if you had time, Ugh. um, not maybe, not maybe where you are right now, but like in a, in a yeah. place where, um, you, I mean, I think you'd be really good at developing people because I think you would, I think that style of genuine interest or in, in trying to get somebody to articulate for themselves, kind of what they want to do and what they believe in or what their position is. I think it, it can work really well for developing people because it, it makes it kind of puts the onus. It's like individual development plans. The onus is usually yeah. on the person actually get trying to develop themselves, and I think. Um, it's it's easier to not think about that stuff, but I think you have a really good way of kind of drawing information out. Um I mean I think what you're doing right now really is a good place to use that. I mean just that question asking ability. Yeah. Um
1: Okay.
0: I mean you could also be um you could replace Regis Philbin, Who Wants to be a Millionaire? I mean it could be
1: I think that show's
0: still going on. Is it? Is Regis Philbin still doing it? No. Probably not. I don't think Regis Philbin... What is Regis doing these days?
1: Mm, Probably pulling in his pants.
0: (laughs) Did Regis... This is probably more of a question for Leah. Did he... Was he pushed... Once again, we have some portion of time that was unrecorded. I mean, there was some uh, really That was a good...
1: perfect time for me to go to the bathroom. I know. You just started re recording.
0: Do you want me to go with the microphone to the bathroom <laughs> so we can listen to the pee? No. Pee
1: sound? I don't want you to do that. That's me.
0: And we're back with. Hummus and cheese before us, ready to kick off another amazing segment yep. of Unfortunately, That 70s show.
1: I just peed uh, not the number two because Verish's house has an Aster CB 1000
0: <laughs> That's a little bit like ASAC. I mean the Aster <laughs> C B one thousand. Um for those who don't cool know what ASAC brought ASAC is. out the
1: ASAC line that I had again in some again? stuff.
0: He really thought it was funny. I mean, I sack is a little about shat. Hey, Barry! Yeah. Don't forget to give Brett the mystery of sitting outside. Well, of course one. not. Of course not. Would you uh, mind not open. interrupting our podcast? Uh, Jesus Christ! Show some affection you here. This out? I'm not gonna edit it out. This is this is what this podcast is about. It's about real life. Interrupting. Yeah awesome podcasts. Alright, well, where the hell were we? Did we share positive We, we shared the positive stuff. Yeah. There's no positive shit to...
1: Yours say. were really
0: nice, by the way. Were they? I mean, I, I thought they were pretty... Thought, pretty, thought, pretty uh, I,
1: th- I feel
0: like I didn't do as good a job. Really <laughs> suck. Terrible. <laughs> Question 23 um, You know what they haven't asked Is, is what, how we met They haven't They haven't I mean Is that, is that coming at some point Do know. you know
1: how we met Nika
0: Yeah Nika do you know how we met
1: Me and Marish
0: Who are you by the way
1: <laughs> That's my wife I think um, I went back to that bar Which is no longer Molotov Molotov um,
0: Ever
1: do well, no, we
0: Remember that, embarrassment. That's
1: no. where Barish and I talked for the first time. So did I know you from the basketball game or from work or maybe both? I'm not sure if we played basketball together. I don't think so. Game. Okay.
0: But it was at the it was at the capital of uh it was the capital it's the the Bob Bullock. Yeah, it was weird Museum. because it was
1: the same night as our. We both worked at the same place. But we didn't really know each other. I thought that's We didn't we, know each other. That's
0: where we sort of met.
1: We didn't know each other. We went to the Bob Bullock thing, which was where our Christmas party was being held at for the company. And it we happened. didn't even met then. We didn't.
0: We meet sort of that. met, but we. And then didn't we just say, hey, like, we'll, well. I don't see think
1: what. we talked to each other at the, at the
0: mm-hmm. Bullock. I think we did i think, I think briefly really? but not i mean we didn't have an in-depth conversation. we didn't have the 36 questions but <laughs> <laughs> we didn't fall in love and
1: then i saw you and i was out with my wife at molotov we both ended up there but that was, it was after, after it was the same night after same night and i'm like oh that's a cool guy from my work you know
0: boy were you wrong
1: right <laughs> you know how <laughs> wrong i was um so we went up to say hi I and he was kind of like I, I eh, thought we hi. kind of really I, see this is a memory I mean, we I thought we need we, like we
0: need to be stuck in a solitary confinement for 2 years cuz I don't remember that I actually thought that we said I said I was going out later tomorrow, and I thought we kind of arranged it didn't say like we're no. definitely doing it but we no
1: no Lee will verify cuz she has a good memory I don't I don't trust her why would she lie about that? I don't know. She's a liar.
0: Probably not. And
1: is what we say in her language.
0: Mm.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll check with Leah, but I'm almost positive that, like, we even might have even talked, like, "Hey, should I go up and say hi to him?" Yeah, this is a guy from Schwab. Right. And then we just what kind the hell was I doing there? Hi. I don't know who you were with
0: or what. I wasn't with anybody. I couldn't have been with anybody. No, you were with. Well, you wouldn't go to a bar all by yourself. I mean, I, I'm the kind of suave guy where I can go to bars and just, you know, people flock to me. Why would you pick that bar? There are a lot of really beautiful women at that bar. Russians. That was just a pretty kidding. good bar back in the day. That was a pretty good bar. Yeah. Um. I went out recently. No, I mean your your story sounds a lot more plausible than I guess, I'm pretty I'm sure it was. Maybe Clap was there, or, or maybe yeah, yeah, or O'Connell. O'Connell yeah. might have been there, maybe, maybe. And um. And then, so after that,
1: I think you were like, "Oh, this guy's all right." And then we would play basketball together as well. And I think that kind of. Brought us a little closer and then when I asked you to put on a chipmunk outfit and way outside how, that, with how the did you actually how did with you, Flyers, like, was really after that point I think we were we could call how do we even friends. get to that
0: point? I mean to where you felt comfortable enough to ask me to put on a chipmunk a thing. When I'm weird and would ask
1: people who yeah. yeah, somebody you barely knew. Well, it had to be someone I barely knew because I didn't want Leah to know who it was that like I
0: had someone there. I remember I was wearing a monk (laughs) shirt Like how would she have known? I knew a handful outside of of, you had like Ben Ben or 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 something. Ben and he's just like yeah but if it was was Kimmy Kimmy's like
1: you know. I didn't know too many people in Austin at that point. I was still new. And Mm. actually I know less people now and I've, I've been here for forever but Um, I think this has devolved
0: a little bit of course yeah (laughs) well now I'm starting to get to the the scavenger hunt in my mind now that memory yeah
1: so I think that was kind of our progression of friendship Mm. after the chipmunk it was fine and then and then we definitely hit our peak in Big Bend but another iconic moment in our friendship I felt was when we went to the Continental Club (laughs) Saw a great band called the Heartless Bastards with oh, a, a uh, front woman who's, I'm sure, attractive in her own right, but much more attractive because she's the lead singer of a good band.
0: Yeah, From uh, Ohio, right? They would moved to Austin. Move,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And they that's make great music. For, that was a good yeah. name for bands, like yeah. Heartless Bastards. Yeah. Continental Club, classic venue in Austin, Texas. We go back home... The Summer Olympics are happening. And we watched the men's volleyball team.
0: What year was this? Because I, I must have seen was in the, yeah. the. 2008. Whatever
1: the Beijing Olympics were. 2008. 2008, yeah. Man, that was a good year. They had a classic. Because I never jumped. Last second win.
0: Um, and then we passed out.
1: Yeah, go to bed. I, I sleep on Barris's couch. I wake up in the morning and I turn on the TV and they're doing a replay of the. <laughs> U.S. men's volleyball game. And Bearish comes out, and I'm real excited and into it. I'm (laughs) cheering for him, and I'm like, Bearish, they might win. And Bearish is like, uh, we saw this live last night, and I had blacked out completely, so I had no recollection that they had won, and I was watching the replay as if I had, this is the first time I'd
0: ever seen it in my life. Even though five hours earlier, (laughs) I had just seen it. I think the important thing is that we have a water burger that night. <laughs> Did we? That was just know. that night was yeah. one of those ones that just kind of went on. We were just all over it's, the place. Yeah, it's a good night
1: because I don't even think we planned on going to. No, it. I don't think we planned any of it.
0: No, just said sort of one one thing led to another. Yeah,
1: you know how we talked about perfect days.
0: Yeah, that was a perfect night. On um,
1: a question, yeah, whatever. I think that's what kind of, I mean. Besides the answer, besides the answer I had, the perfect day is is you can't plan it, so it's a bad question because, in you know, my perfect day is just occurs when you don't know what's going to happen next, and it's all positive stuff that does,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I'm just thinking of like perfect nights, you know, where you... I remember yeah. when I was in high school, you're, you're going out. Yeah. And you're trying to get just drunk enough to have enough fun and enough liquid courage to just be able to do... Right,
1: right, right, right.
0: ...things you may want to do, but you don't want to go overboard because it... Yeah. it you, you catch your buzz and you maintain yeah. it. Yeah. Those, yeah. That's just... It's in the perfect wave, you know? <laughs> it is. It's just kind of... It is. Yeah, you're gonna wipe out if you go too fast right. or too slow. Right, right. Yeah, and most of the time, one of those two things happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, but we're not surfers, so we just use alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, all right, so twenty-three. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? <clears throat> So, I think my family my family is <laughs> semi close. We don't really tell each other lots of things, but we're all we're very concerned, and we're we're always there for each other. Um, geographically, we're spread out. Um, my brother and I are older than my sister, and so like by seven years I think so oh, wow. like we didn't share any high school or middle school stuff we were kind of in college when she was going through
0: some of that mm-hmm. um, so we're, we're you're more connected now? with her because she's in, you're you're all at an age I mean like, there's a degree of
1: No, there's still those dynamics left where I consider her kind of a younger sister and especially I think when we get together we fall into our roles Mm -hmm. So I tried to quit my job in Boston to move to Austin. And they were like, no, we really want you to finish up this project. And I'm like, my lease is done in Boston. I'm leaving Boston. And they're like, "Uh, can you just work remotely? And then they were like, can you come up once a week or once every two weeks? So I lived at home. And I'm like, this is good to save money before I quit and have no job whatsoever. Right. Um,
0: wow, that must have been kind of... That's kind of ballsy. Were you just kind of tired of your job? Like, you were just like, hey, I'm going to go to... Yeah, that's a I'm greatest here.
1: greatest accomplishment, number three. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, That's ballsy, uh, I mean.
0: No, no, Lee and I quit. We were both
1: like... And you weren't married yet. We weren't married. The thing was, we saw... We were still relatively young. I hadn't had
0: that good steak at your wedding that you give me shit for. <laughs> yeah. We saw... I hope that was expensive.
1: Boston as its apex of the city. Because the Red Sox had just won the World Series. Little and did you know it was the start the, of a the, dynasty. The energy in the city was unbelievable. It was just crazy. It was so fun. And it was just you cool know, Let's catch the next wave. Yeah, exactly. Let's Even go to with the Surfer analogy. we got to follow the setting sun. To the next, yeah, yeah. The storm to the next beach. Uh, yeah. Um. So uh, we took a road trip to a bunch of southern cities, and we liked Austin the best. So we're like, we're gonna "What move were the here. other southern cities?"
0: Charleston, Atlanta?
1: South Carolina, Savannah, Georgia, uh, Raleigh, Durham area. We really just went to kind of Raleigh and yeah. we didn't know what else to look at in that area. We did, you go to we did no planning. We went to Asheville just tourist-wise. We didn't have that on our list, and that was like our, that was our second favorite place. So we went to see the Biltmore House, which is you know a huge thing by
0: the I guess the Biltmores. Arthur yeah. um, Houston's used or to something. have this great sandwich called the Biltmore Chicken sandwich that I know. but you know, Houston's. probably unrelated to the Asheville. Yeah, probably. Great, um, sa- great chicken sandwich, though.
1: And then we hung out in Asheville and uh, we loved it. it was a, it's a really
0: cool place. I think you would have done better financially if you'd been in Nashville from a real estate perspective.
1: Wait, did you say Asheville or Ash- Nashville? Asheville. Yeah, Asheville. Asheville. yeah. yeah, yeah. Not in Nashville. I don't know if I could have gotten a job. So, Charleston, and South Carolina, we liked as well, but it, it was easier for me to get a job in Austin. So, that was kind of one of the factors mm. that we used.
0: So, it was Austin. Asheville Charleston probably
1: Asheville we didn't even have on the list so we kind of didn't rank it when Mm -hmm. we were going through our stuff and then um
0: and were you really what's the battle like were we just Charlotte
1: is no what's the Charlotte North Carolina Mm -hmm. yeah that was
0: the other one Research Triangle or whatever they call it the Triangle or something well Research
1: Triangle is Raleigh-Durham and something else Duke or whatever the hell yeah Dukes and yeah Raleigh-Durham something else was a research triangle
0: Charlotte's not it?
1: No Charlotte North Carolina is a bigger city it's in, it's inland a little bit mm. um, I think going from Raleigh to Charlotte we went via Asheville um, but Charlotte was just that, that wasn't a, I mean there was a lot of banking there and stuff but it was mm-hmm. just it had like pockets of neighborhoods but it had a terrible downtown and it was mm. just that that wasn't one of the higher ones. Savannah was cool but it was just there didn't That's seem good. to be a lot to it. Right. Um, Austin at the time was so unique because it was a very small city. In
0: what year through. was this? 2005?
1: Yeah. But um, it seemed to have events like a big city. There always seemed to be something happening. Yeah, um. So you could never be like you just wouldn't be bored, but you could just drive downtown and go to it and then go home. Like it wasn't a big deal. That's to what go. I loved about this place when I and moved then, here, yeah, and then, then I was just like, you know, this has kind
0: of the soul of the town, but it has many of the not all the qualities because I mean that's yeah, one of those things like, like I, was at, or stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I was looking at yeah, yeah, I was looking at the Amsterdam calendar, yeah. Just I was on the on the Amsterdam site today. I'm like, fuck! There's so many fucking things to do in the city, and and yeah. they're not like. it's just like, it's like a breath that I'm not used to anymore just because I haven't lived in a world city. Yeah, yeah. It's like, holy fucking shit, there are like 50 live concerts, but on top of that, there's like 20 art things going on and there's like seven special museum things on. I'm just like, I could literally, I could pick three items every night, every day, and I would not run out of shit to do here for, I mean, it's just kind of the nature of the beast just because of its size. Um, but that's what I loved about Austin when I came here was that it was, I actually didn't want it, like, I, I didn't, honestly, when I came here, I had done, I and mean, this was pre-internet, I'd done zero research yeah. on the city. And I feel like the biggest thing, I think that what gave me such a positive feeling when I got here was, I got here in January and I came out of a snowstorm where the plane barely was able to take off. I land in Texas, and I, I just have no idea what to expect. And and Austin's, I think, unique in Texas, anyways. Like if I'd landed in Dallas or Houston, I think it would have been very different. But one hundred percent. And I I just got here, and I was like, the weather is super nice, and the city just had this. It had like this. It had energy, but it was also yeah. laid back, yeah, and yeah. shit just seemed very well organized. For me. I'm just like, you know, this has. I like how the organization. What was a factor in in what you liked about it?
1: Yeah, I mean... No, because, I mean, coming from... Right from... Well, I guess especially in... um...
0: Well, I think it was just the fact that it was larger. Like, it it seemed better organized than a place like Istanbul. Right, right, right. Um, But... And and part of it is, like... For me, like, the campus was huge. Mm -hmm. Because it is one of the larger campuses in the U.S. Right, right. But the fact that at least around the campus, like s- stuff was, very, it was just like you could get yeah. places very easily and it was very, very, like the UT shuttle made a lot of sense. And yeah. um, I don't know, it was just one of these things where I felt like I won the lottery because I had no idea what I was expecting. I was yeah. just like, cause I, I, I was thinking of, it was going to be like a European college where, you know, there's like two or three buildings, there's no campus. You could be having a class down the street. You could be having a class right. elsewhere. Right. I mean, who knows what any of that yeah, stuff yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Like when I, one of yeah. the universities I was trying to get into And you was meet Munich. up at some coffee shop somewhere random, and that's kind of like where some of the students hang yeah, out. Yeah, you something. just don't, like, I mean, and I think Boston is like that a little bit. I think when I, when I went, I yeah. think I was in sort of near MIT and Harvard. <laughs> I,
1: mean, I think Harvard has its own
0: Harvard, Harvard campus. Harvard doesn't have its own different. campus, but. MIT
1: is definitely more spread out.
0: Yeah. You know, well, when I went to, like, the university I really wanted to go to was Munich. Um, it's LMU, like a little yeah, bit of like Maximilians yeah. University, and that's completely spread out. Like yeah, just, yeah, yeah, There's just shit everywhere. I mean yeah. there there are definitely pockets where yeah. but in general it's a very spread out campus. It was yeah. never built as a campus. It was just like random buildings. Uh, well,
1: and the, I think I've asked you this before, and you were talking about this a little bit with the greatest constituents, but how did you you how did you get to to Austin, how did you get to the University of Texas, I guess so it was my
0: college. friend that was there and in one of our like post drunken fit of rage, and I was just kind of like, hey because he he went to Wesleyan and he was going to Wesleyan, and he'd done at the time I was going to Wesleyan. Is
1: this the guy who you did who yeah. you worked for
0: yeah I've he was heard. in Wesleyan he was at Wesleyan yeah, wow, yeah, this is a super smart guy, um actually. Yeah, one of the smartest people I know maybe the smartest person he's very yeah super super with it um, but he he had a ton of background on, on different colleges because he looked at a number and he's like hey yeah. you, and I was like I can't like I can't afford to go to I can't pay out of pocket like I'm not I, I, I'm I going to be a resident like, I'm going to be an international student I need to yeah. find some place that's cheap yeah I've never heard of YouTube and Like he lists a couple of schools and a couple were already on my mind just because of I think your common perception of the U.S. Uh because when you think of the U.S. as an international person you think of California because California like yeah California is right a lot of Hollywood comes from there and so right that's one of the biggest exports and it's just I mean like it's like pop culture is California right Right. nobody thinks of Iowa you know nobody thinks it's either New New York York, or California but it's really California yeah. So I applied to UCLA Berkeley I think I applied to Berkeley. And it's funny because when I was looking at applying, I was like, man, even if I get into these places, like I can't afford right. UCLA. Can't, like I would yeah. need a ride of some kind. Yeah. And then uh UT was funny because I got the application and all the applications were required a lot of work. And I loved UTs and I, I and I think it was just because it was such a large institution, they were just like, we just got to fucking get people in. We, we don't have the staff to kind of really go through 40 pages of essays. Right. I love their application because it was, you know. You we, just we,
1: paid off the tennis coach, son of a bitch.
0: Well, yeah, of course. Um, but it was four pages long and it was, like, there were paragraph long answers. And I'm like, these are easy. And then, like, front and center was like, what is your SAT score? So I was like, yeah. if I get a good SAT score, I feel like I can get into this place. So I had to so go you take my take the
1: SAT outside of the states.
0: Oh yeah. In fact, that's an interesting story. To take the SAT, I had to go to an international school in the middle of not fucking nowhere, but it, it was like seriously out of town, uh, out of Munich. Yeah, yeah. And I was on a train. I think it was was like,
1: it near like an army base or something?
0: No, it was like it, it was. Oh God, I need to. I don't even remember where, exactly where I took it, but it, you know, it was. It was this international school and it was kind of nestled in a forest. It was very, I mean yeah. it was just one of these places where I'm like, the wow, there must be forest nice. Of I mean, it, yeah. it kind of was. So I I um, I went there solely, I mean, I, I did this trip solely for taking the SAT and yeah. there were so few people on the train and they're all kind of there for that purpose. So we all went to the school, took the SAT and went back and yeah. and I remember like I had actually done a lot of because I didn't speak English. I hadn't spoken English actively for a while. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to, like... I'll be fine on the math, most yeah. likely. Um, I was like, I'm not really sure how I'm going to do on... I only missed
1: two questions on the English portion. Are you serious? Yeah.
0: How the fuck is your English so
1: horrible? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. happened to you? I Like, did the test I work mean, with on my mind?
0: On the like, vocabulary yeah. and everything else? Yes. I used, to oh, a, I used to read a lot back then. You must have... You know, undemonstrated, latent language powers. No, I used because... to read a
1: lot back then. Really? Yeah, I was, I was kind of nerdy where I, I, liked, I liked a lot of books.
0: What did you read?
1: Um, uh, all sorts of stuff, but I was in... Like, my preference was, like, uh, fantasy. Forgotten Realms was okay. kind of a Dungeons & Dragons type thing. And that was one of my go-to where I read, like... Every single one in the series, and like every Christmas, I'd ask for some of the new ones. Did you play Dungeons and Dragons? I didn't because, I, I was too cool to play. Da- I was unfortunately no. too cool. Like, I just didn't hang out with people who played it. Mm-hmm. But I totally would have if, if I had, if I had more self confidence to actually find the nerds and play with them.
0: You know what's funny is I played Dungeons and Dragons with two different sets of people. Actually, maybe three different sets of people. I think the the last set I played with, I basically didn't get a minor back because I don't think I was. I just didn't, you know, I, I for some reason I didn't fit in with that crowd, or like yeah. they, and It's funny because they were friends of mine, but yeah. for some reason, like yeah, I never got a minor back. It. Yeah. And I didn't know that they were actually playing it without me until some weeks, <laughs> some months later, where somebody I was like, "What did you guys do this weekend?" And then somebody let slip, "Oh, we went over to Omar's house to play." Like, you guys are still playing. Like, <laughs> but it wasn't a great... Like, I think when I went, I, I was just like, yeah, that's just like they're not very... Because I feel like a good D&D game has a lot to do with how good the Dungeon Master is. I mean, the Dungeon Master can be amazing. Um, but the best... Um, and it's funny because I had a... Is the
1: Dungeon Master like a referee, though? Like, it can be. Like, like no, one, no one who's good... Wants to be a dungeon master, so it's hard to find a good dungeon master. You want to kind of play. But he's it. a
0: storyteller. Like he's he's telling yeah. the story.
1: Yeah. I have no idea. I've never played in my life. No, he's so not. Maybe a, that's he's my not thing. A referee. maybe that's my thing that I need to do. My what's, what's, yeah. what, was, what was question number twenty four. <laughs> what do you do what's prevented you from doing it Dungeon Master, have to a master in my dragons. mind is like effectively he, he is me he, Big Dick and Paul Zito are gonna play a Dungeon Master
0: <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons theme. that sounds like quite a you should ask, add Rex and John Joe, John McHill to that and yeah just have some well, good billionaires time. and you yeah um not full billionaires but clear, not that far away probably um But my favorite Dungeons & Dragons... I had, it's funny. I had a friend of mine who was Algerian French. But if you... I mean, like, he doesn't... I mean, he just... He looks super French. And... Um, <laughs> his, his name was Moulay. It's funny. Like, it's so one of these guys. Like, you think through the power of the internet. Like, I've I've actually looked for this guy. Yeah. Because he was just one of those individuals where he was a really unique... I mean, it's kind of like you and I right now. Like, he... He was just a guy that I was just like, this guy is just, he is just super cool when I feel like I get him and he gets me and it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, like there's something beyond just a a good connection. Like there's a really great connection here. Yeah. I can, I, I've never been able to re- relocate that guy and, yeah. but his mom was French, his dad was Algerian and I played Dungeons and Dragons with him one time and, you know, with D&D, like you, you have sort of the books, so the Dungeon Master can kind of like, there's a story to be told and there's, you know there are monsters to be battled and situations to be taken care of. And it's partially driven by things like dice rolls, but it's also like there's storytelling going on. Um, And, and he had like a absolute French accent, but he actually spoke pretty decent French and uh, pretty good, pretty good English. And he just, his storytelling ability was so fucking great that you just couldn't like, you were just, you just had a great time. Like, be like yeah. it'd be, like, four hours, and you're just like, where the fuck, did, like, where did the time go? Like, he, it's, it's, um... Yeah. And I just remember him, like, cause it, it, he would basically draw maps on, um you know, we had these balconies with full-on glass doors, and he would just be drawing, like, a map of the dungeon on there, and he would just, it would just be... Yeah. <clears throat> you know, there always be whores and we get some like herpes or something like it would be like, you'd be like, you can either like have sex with the whores and you're, you're, it's obviously not in the book, right? He's just making this shit up. He's just like, well, you know, and then, you know, the monster comes in right after you have sex with the whores and you're you're (laughs) kind of like, you're depleted as far as energy because you have, you know, you've got this STD. Um, I'm like, where do you make up? Like, yeah, yeah. Plus you have to think, I mean, we're, you know, like we're. That's 13, awesome. 14, like, how do you even uh, have, like, I, I, I couldn't I kinda,
1: even... I kind of like that, right, and I'm 40s. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: That's
1: pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Um, um, yeah that's cool. Yeah. You
1: could never track him down?
0: I never could, yeah. yeah. It's funny, because I, I know his last name, and I've, I've looked him up a number of times. Yeah. I don't know where this guy is. I don't know where he lives. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, that was one of the things that, I don't know if I ever told you, but we had, like, the complex I stayed in, they're basically... I mean, it's like if the, uh, that's actually a bad analogy, but it's a, it's the Leonard Bernstein musical, Um, (laughs) you know, know, the Jets and the whatever. Um,
1: West Side Story. West
0: Side Story. Uh Um, But we, but really, we had like three groups. We had the people, like we had the Frenchies, we called them the Frenchies. They went to the French school. We were called, you know, like basically the English because we went to the British school. And there were the Arabic kids that went to the Arabic school, um, but they were like we all went with different buses. We all went to different places, and yeah. it was all like. And then we, you all
1: came back to the complex. We
0: all came back to the complex, but everybody sort of kept to themselves. Right. Yeah. Um. And uh, this guy Moulay was one of the few to kind of like just really sort of cross groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. really and interested amazing. and yeah. just kind of, and he, you know, right.
0: You kind of uh, we became good friends, and but he he was very good at actually doing that. And most. Yeah. Most everybody, and not because anybody was bad. I mean, I, you just, right, right, no, just, no, no. you no, know, like you're you're, 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 like, you're like I don't understand the language. I don't, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it if you're ever takes playing a different type of ever, person, to, yeah, if you're to playing cross. soccer or basketball, you're always like it was always like, hey, it's the, you know, the English versus the yeah. Arabic kids. Yeah, me. I got. It. Yeah. SNL
1: has a good skit where it's the Sharks versus the Jets, and they're like singing to each other, mm-hmm. and Norm Macdonald's like shouldn't we just fight like shouldn't we stab each other like why are we singing
0: (laughs) norm (laughs) it gets ready they get ready
1: to fight and then they just start singing again And norm's just like what like should we punch this guy in the face
0: (laughs) you know one funny thing uh one one funny funny memory i have from that time just to kind of give you an idea or a taste of like the difference in cultures yeah um I think I called one of the Arab... Like, at times, we would have sort of... You know, we'd have fights and just, you know, like, the the groups mistrust of one another. And at some point, we got into, like, stone fighting where we throw stones at each other. <laughs> so, you know, we're precursors to the Palestinian-Israeli yeah. <laughs> But I mean, they're they're much smaller stones. And during the course of this, I think I may have called somebody, like, a son of a bitch. And this guy, he got, like... At some point, like, I had to go see his dad. And he was just like, why did you, like, insult my son? And, like, why did you insult me? And they took that stuff so, so like, literally and seriously. Which I found funny anyway. Like, in hindsight, it's really funny. But at the time, I was like, ah. Uh, and I lied. I'm like, I don't think I called I think I was, I'm not really sure I did. Like, I, I can't fully remember. But it was just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is just weird.
1: How do you think this story would have went if you're like, well, because you married a whore? <laughs> <laughs> Ended up being like twice as rude. Yeah. It probably would have killed you. Probably,
0: I don't yeah. know. Alright. <clears throat> How close and warm is your family? I never actually asked that question. You didn't, though. You know, well, um I, I feel like my childhood was pretty happy. Yeah. I feel like uh we're a pretty tight family. And I think my both my nuclear and the extended family was pretty um and maybe it's just a sign of the times and and kind of uh the fact that I just have been physically separated from from like my immediate family and my as well as my um, extended family for a while. Yeah. But I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm as close as I used to be. And then obviously I had falling out with my sister, so yeah. like that, that 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 like that relationship is just basically doesn't exist at this point. But um, so I don't know. I felt like my childhood was. It was pretty happy. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can't... I don't know if it was... You know, if I'm comparing myself to starving kids in Africa, it was probably happier than theirs. But, right. you know, if I'm comparing myself to the kids on Stranger Kids, Stranger... Um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I mean, they seem like they're having I didn't have as good a time as they did. I mean...
1: Well, except for the kid who got put in the Upside Down.
0: Yeah, sure. I but, mean, I mean, like... His, I'm talking about the stuff out, outside of the did Upside... Did you see that? Outside of the Upside Down stuff. He
1: has stuff coming out of him. He has nightmares. Good lord!
0: Yeah, plus that. I hope that you had a better that, that, guy than that poor kid. I'm thinking more like ET, I'm like joking, you know.
1: I'm joking. I'm well, joking. I you're
0: joking, man. Come on.
1: Um. Yeah, I know. Well, that that's yeah, that's. I I think they took some of the more positive things on childhood that we've all experienced and put it into one time frame, and then had the something tragic that they.
0: Are you still on about Stranger Things?
1: Both Stranger Things and ET. Yeah. So so they took, yeah, if you just boiled our except childhoods the e- down except into, the ET part, into which, some of yeah. the positive things, I think yeah. we would have the exact same childhoods as Stranger Things in, in E.T. Minus the rock throwing.
0: The thing that always mm-hmm. got to me about whenever I watched E.T. was uh, I'd read in The Economist that Audi was having a hard time in the American market because of unintended acceleration when they were actually like Put themselves in rear gear, like an or, or sort of started.
1: That was and that only affected the American market. Everyone else in the world's cool with unintended Look, I, acceleration.
0: I, I don't know how much sense it made. It was one of those things like the Toyota unintended acceleration. Like they never actually found like any actual, oh, actual proof that thing. anything yeah, went yeah. wrong. Gotcha. Like right, right, and they right, tried right. like every which way to actually re, redo yeah, yeah. that. Okay. Um But the mom and the E.T. Drove, like there was a section where she's driving backwards with an Audi. <laughs> and I, always, and I always was like, I wonder if like, what would happen, like if in the course of this filming it, or if they just, you know, they're like, hey, this is, or if Audi was like, hey, make sure it doesn't yeah. accelerate unintentionally while you're putting it on TV.
1: If you're ever bored, go on YouTube and then look for, um, who is the actor does Ant-Man? Paul, Rudd. Paul Rudd's visits to um, Conan O'Brien show for Late Night. Uh-huh. Or even when Conan O'Brien was doing the Late Night show, whatever that's called, yeah. the Tonight Show. Um, anytime he's on, he never shows a clip of the movie that he's promoting. He always shows a clip of this E.T. knockoff called like Sam and Me or something <laughs> like that that came out after E.T. that was really bad.
0: But Paul Rudd was in that?
1: No has nothing to do with anything. And oh my god, I may have seen it's that movie. So it's I think so I may have seen funny. that movie. I I saw it, yeah. I
0: think they showed it the Alamo. <laughs> they probably yeah. did. It's a classic of like bad ridiculousness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you did you and I go see one of those um cop movies at mm-hmm. the Alamo
1: Al- so one of the unique Alamo events is kind of on I need to do that this year with my unique event thing where they I have haven't, the, I haven't done where they one. have comedian I done the comedian or comedians yeah, kind of the master pancake or pancake master pancake yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: I haven't done one of those no yeah I don't know if I I definitely didn't go with somebody um I think they were doing a I math I think you
1: something. went with the steak girl yeah yeah, yeah. steak girl Steak, my, my wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. You brought a it's girl to me steak. Yeah, own.
0: we both enjoy the steak. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you know, I knew she wasn't the one. If you were dating Mink at the time, I would not have mentioned anything about the, the two steaks. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> um, I think Master Pancake, I got a little off of because they started, they did a master pancake of Back to the Future. And I love Back to yeah. the Future. And I'm like, that's what the fuck hell, are you going to master yeah, pancake back to the future? I'm like, that. fuck you. How? Fuck you, guy.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, master pancake, Sam and me, that's fine. Master pancake, you know, there's like 50 different things you can master Wait, what are pancake. going to do Rocky next? Rocky 4? Can Master Pancake but I think they made a Master Pancake <laughs> one of those but <laughs> sure. enough I think I would be okay with that uh, yeah I knew I knew yeah I know but still I wouldn't be fully okay with it I mean not like uh, Sam and me yeah I mean there's
1: some movies made they to be the b- puppy
0: sing-along that was pretty good
1: yeah I've never been to a sing-along I've never been to the Master Pancake series but
0: you uh, wanted to go to a, a garter and lingerie show tonight okay
1: it was a drag show bingo was the only thing that I could see tonight that was technically... You know, I think, I think...
0: You're really trying to fulfill your commitment of doing at least one weird thing a month.
1: Yeah, I think March I'm covered because I went to a high school robot competition.
0: But I wasn't there. I that I was supposed to be part of this.
1: Well, that's why I was trying to do it tonight. Was oh. because you were supposed to be part of it before you decided. Maybe, maybe so we leave could do it via Facetime in the third year, uh, third month of the year.
0: Which <laughs> makes it difficult to, do yeah. The last. Six. That's pretty. That's pretty tough. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Uh, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? And oh, I think that may man. have to that may have to be the last question for the night.
1: I know, and we don't even have to go on. Um, our character who has a weird relationship with his mother, the thief.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So we have the... The crier.
0: The crier. The... The weird uh, mother... The Larry
1: David terrorist. Yeah. Who, then, who uh, failed at 9-11. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also on the... So that was your idea to do kind of the Muslim... Who gets annoyed that he's not getting airline miles. Um, but I thought that would be kind of a good skit to just do non-Jewish Larry David. And that would just be kind of a Larry David skit of all different type of ethnicities. Yeah. Where Where you kind of make fun of that ethnic culture and you do kind of a Larry David thing where he's making a mound out of a molehill or he's in a social situation where he was kind of reacting differently rather than what society expects him to act. I think I think kind we of be that am, do, we can get in we can get hummus involved in there somehow. I think that'd be really good. Um I'm so my relationship with my mother, I mean it's fine. We we get along <laughs> great. Uh we had a a great relationship growing up. I think like in my um teenage years I feel bad about kind of the way I acted, but I think mm-hmm. that's kind of normal when you rebel against your parents a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think she was also going through a difficult time when I was being an ass. So yeah. that, that didn't really line up time wise very yeah. well. Um, so I feel a little bad about that. And that's one thing that I talked to her about and she's just like, no, that's not a big deal at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're great. Personnel, I mean, she's kind of annoying <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, it would probably be like, I wouldn't hang out with this person a ton <laughs> if I wasn't related to her. Right. Um, but also the fact that I know her completely and so well that those are kind of endearing qualities Right. In a way, rather than a stranger who would be acting the same exact way, where I'd be super annoyed.
0: Right. You know, I have a good relationship with my mom. I think it's been tough the last almost, I want to say, 20 years because she's had this condition where she had, um, effectively, she had throat cancer. And um, because, and this is kind of the sad thing about it is, She had sort of indications from her thyroid that something was off, and my aunt kept on trying to get her to go get tested. Yeah, and she kept putting it off. My mom had sort of intestinal cancer 30 years ago, and then she had this thing 20 years ago. Um, and uh, I think she was so it was that intestinal cancer stuff was so tough on her that she's just like, I never want to go to the hospital again, like, I just, you know, she's just, yeah. like, I don't yeah. want to deal with it. And but. It ended up being really bad because when they ended up having to operate, they, you know, they sort of, you know, they had to kind of, to sort of put a hole in her neck to be able to do what they did, yeah. And that that has never really healed, so it like she has doesn't hasn't really had a, an ability to articulate herself verbally, and you kind of don't realize how difficult life that is. I mean, it's like, because especially for someone who I think used to be you know, pretty, uh, fairly good communicator. Um, or you know, it could really be anybody, but. It, it, and especially for you
1: having to verbally communicate since you're not there so much, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that like, and, and like, FaceTime you know, like, something like FaceTime didn't okay. exist. I mean, that's right. where,
0: like most of the time, like we talk, we're, we're talking via FaceTime because that way at least I can sort of read it. And, and she's gotten like over time, especially yeah. the last five to seven years, she's gotten more like the, it. Things have changed, I think, physiologically where she's able to make more sounds. I mean, she can kind of put her finger over it and kind of, you. Know, you I, I have conversations with her, but, the, the, you know, it's it's, it's yeah. very low voice. It's very, sometimes it's the connection's not good. I can't understand what's going on. Yeah. Sometimes FaceTime doesn't work, so you're right, kind of like, you're still right, on the phone. Right, right, um, right. So I feel like the quality of the communication has gone down to a point where that's impacted, I think, the level of closeness I would have with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was, I mean, as a kid, I think, um, um, it's one of those things where I feel like my, my dad for where he came from and even within his generation was a pretty progressive guy, uh-huh. but in the context of like today, yeah. you know, you're, you know, he was, he was not. And, right. and, or, you know, and, um, so when I was a kid, I, 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 very much identified, very strongly with my dad and not so yeah. much with my mom. So I think I always had a very sort of utilitarian relationship with my mom where I'm like, she's my mom, you know, like, and I, but I had a, like, she didn't have a, I mean, she was always loving, but right. I, I think I had like, as a child, I had like, like my dad was kind of my, my hero. What you know?
1: was your turning point then? How did you get so progressive and just understanding that women are just as equal as men. Because, I mean, because you're fully, you know, there's, there's, there's just no... What's weird with family, it, though... There's
0: no type of... And what's weird with family, I think, I feel like you kind of, I don't know, you... you. I don't know if you just revert to... I mean, one, I mean, I'm talking about my, my childhood, so I think it's... it's Right, like, but at
1: some point you realize, yeah. like, Not you don't even have, like, any latent... Um, Misogyny or anything like that to you, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you do. I don't know.
0: I probably have latent racism too, for all I know. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. That's, it's very latent if it's if there's anything like that involved. But but I'm okay.
1: Sorry yeah. to take yeah, no, 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 off your story. No, I, um... it's just I couldn't. I would never guess that. I, I guess I should maybe... You're, you're to talking follow. about like
0: a, a seven year olds preference for his dad versus right. his mom. Gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, that, that's gotcha. kind of what I'm talking okay. about. It's like, okay. um, but I mean, even yeah. as I got older, I still had kind of a preference for my dad. Because I mean, yeah. it's like you kind of... I took a look and, yeah. and my mom had to give up her career to, you know, for us to move to Saudi Arabia. But, you know, my dad always in my mind was the one that was kind mm-hmm. of taking action and he yeah. was sort of he he was the one kind of making decisions and yeah. it's like yeah he was but yeah. part of the reason he was able to do that was because my mom gave up her career like right. she right was also kind of a very good at what she did I mean she was yeah. you know she ran um, I mean, she was like number two or number three in terms of like the entire accounting department for Turkish Petroleum Which is a huge company like it's it's right. Right, Um, especially for a woman like to kind of go up the ranks like that I mean, it's pretty yeah. pretty impressive Um. so um,
1: Have you ever talked to her
0: about how? You thought that that that's impressive How she did that and you're you not, not in a while. I mean like I yeah. think I, I may have you're like maybe a decade ago, but it's yeah. been it's been it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but I think the lack of being able to articulate herself, yeah. I mean, that, that's really yeah. kind of done a number on kind of um, I don't know, a lot of things, including just our our communications. But I think also her s- sort of self confidence. I think her frustration with just a lot of different things where yeah. she just doesn't have. Feels feels like she's a little powerless, but you know she is in a much much better place now. Yeah. But it's, um, but it's still. I mean, it, I think some of the things that you said about your mom, but like, hey, you know, like, is is this somebody I would normally hang out with and have a ton 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 in common with? Right. If she wasn't family, and the answer is the same. It's like no, yeah. I, I really. But um, not yeah. like it's you know, it'd be somebody that I would have no issues talking to and I would probably have a good time with, but wouldn't be somebody like, but I mean, that's, I think that's the thing about family, right? It's like, you you don't get to choose your family I mean, it's like, you get to choose your friends, but you don't get to choose your family. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. So, yeah.
1: But I mean, and I think maybe we touched on this in one of the earlier questions on like what you're most grateful for or something like that. But as far as the impact on people's lives like a poor childhood is just it's just difficult to resolve and get over like that just has a lasting impact that is can really just cause horror throughout an extended life and I mean it sounds like in our our cases our childhoods and our relationships you know we're we're definitely
0: positive yeah I think so I think so or at least they you know they didn't feature i mean they, they featured loving parents like, who did the best they could yeah, and yeah, probably exactly. had you know there were times where they weren't at their best but there was never any doubt about their love and about their kind of their right, compassion right. and their yeah desire to kind of get their kids to a better place than they were i, yeah. mean, I think which i think you know yeah. that's, that's probably a lot of parents in some cases yeah. um
1: what do you think about the news that this is kind of the first generation where, at least financially speaking, they're not going to be, uh, the average is not going to be at a better place than, yeah. than what the previous generation was? is that crazy? That's, I think, kind of one of the, the pieces of data that really makes me think whether it's where we're at a, a point in time where things are changing for the worse. Like that's a scary data point. I think
0: that's true. I mean, it, it's also I don't know. It, it's it is a scary data point. I also think we have a as human beings, we have uh, our appreciation for time. Is we're very myopic, you know. Like if you take a look at like what what we what we define as normality, you know, where one generation is better than the last. I mean, that's really kind of a factor of the last three generations like prior to that there was there was no rule that that happened right i mean like a lot of it is just what's been laid down in the post-world war II, general like the post-world war 2 framework and what post-world war 2 kind of ended up doing is in terms of trade in terms of everything where you know we were kind of on the whole as as a country and probably as the world on this general growth pattern um I guess I guess what I'm trying to say so it hasn't is...
1: hasn't been like life. Oh, I guess I haven't done any of that research, but before World War II, like life, at least life expectancy and stuff hasn't then always been kind of something that's progressing. Yeah, but
0: life expectancy is progressing, like health outcomes are. It's one of those <laughs> yeah, things where that's yeah, why. Yeah, that's I that's why kind of, I
1: don't. You're right. I just kind of associate. Like that. I,
0: yeah, I sort of wonder months. if our metrics for for this stuff are kind of a little off in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. they're not going to be like, are they truly not better off? Like they have. Better life expectancy, um, their health outcomes in general are better. Right. Um, low infant mortality and baby mortality in the U.S. is actually, and then with the opio- opioid crisis, things are. I mean, there, there are yeah, definitely yeah. things that are wrong, and I think there there are some inflection points in terms of like, I think what's what's happened in the country. Um, so I think like I, I only only ignore the financial thing, but I, but I do think like there are other things that are also, yeah, getting better. Like I I think I like the, the. Human Development Index, like the, that, that uh, the I think the UN or the World Health Organization does that, that kind of takes a look at a lot of different factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who's this? It's not
1: Bhutan, is it? Who does the happiness index? Yeah, yeah, some, some
0: shit like that. They should do the fulfillment index. They should. The FI. Yeah.
1: Is that different than being contentedness?
0: I think so. Being fulfilled and being... Yeah, content. content is different, yeah. 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 But at the same time, being content, I think, is different than being happy, too. Because I feel like right. content contentedness has a... It has an element of feel, getting fulfilled. Like It seems like fulfillment is, closer. is part of being... Yeah, yeah. You know. It's closer to it. But right, are we wrapping this up? Let's do it. Podcast number two is in the can. I'm sure... This is going to be interesting, to At least
1: our next podcast will be uh, doing this across.
0: I'm going to be downloading to this it on ocean? seven devices just to make it look like we have a lot of listeners. All right, so that's a good idea. Yeah,
1: I have some devices I can <laughs> download to. Half of them are working. At All right, so. wow! Tally ho, folks! Tally ho! Another one in the books. <laughs>